fuck it. Um, if anyone needs to get a beer, maybe go get it. I, uh, in a rare, well, it was actually not that rare because I was doing it last week, but no one will ever know about what happened last week. Yeah, I ruined the recording. <laughs> Or did the bird ruin the recording? I'm feeling the bird took up all the bandwidth. Bird did not help. The bird <laughs> made what my plan B was impossible. My plan B was, well, what I'll do is I'll just go in because I had the whole morning. I have hours until Michelle wakes up every morning when we're on holidays. So I was like, I'll just spend that time chopping at the bits, like, like chopping at the bits that work, recording a new, like a little intro piece for all the bits that need explaining and then put the episode out. But that bird, because I cut out, but the bird is going the whole time. So What's up with that? It was nuts. What's up? It that blew my mind. Bird. I couldn't figure it out. Well, I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's zoom trying to not ruin the whole meeting by one guy's audio like spiking all the time so when yeah. i would like it was rattling off the balcony walls and yeah i think it was over correcting for the bird um yeah i think the bird was like um on the that bird motherfucker he did not stop all week you know oh yeah if i could make my bird make that much noise i think i'd be pretty happy you know what i mean ah. uh, uh, i can't though that's not how it works from our dusty cellars back from holiday nightmare of a flight sat beside this baby and he would not stop crying no matter how many times I pinched him it's the (laughs) final countdown (laughs) I'm Anas Cronin joining us this week as always he gets a lot of criticism but he's number one in my book which is out Friday and lists history's greatest spoofers. It's Jack Toner. Hey! <laughs> honestly, honest, I'm just very happy you called me great. <laughs> gets, um, also joining us, gets a lot of praise here, but so does God. And look at all the shit he's left us to clean up. It's Gavin Carberry. And I have also left a lot of shit for people to clean up. In my <laughs> I mean, it wasn't... In, in what's the word absolute terms a massive amount of shit it was more so per se it wasn't a huge amount of shit but contextually contextually a lot, a lot. yeah contextually yeah. it was a lot of shit um, couldn't be here this week because he has a new baby Woo! and it must it must be tough on his wife to keep firing them out pretty much every week for the last year James Belfast <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is a complex, that is, what he's doing is he's setting up a very difficult, who gets to have the meaningless title, uh, Battle Royal. That's why he keeps having the names. That's good. Is that not pretty much decided that it's just the oldest one, no matter what? Yeah, if he lives. Oh. Yeah. 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 James will be leaving him up on on a hill, right? That's what the Chichesters do, isn't it? Decide they leave the them up. Yeah, they decide who the strongest is. And you know what? For the last five generations, a mountain lion has been the strongest. <laughs> <laughs> the current Viscount of Chichester, Scratchy, uh, has got <laughs> a word or two to say. No, I don't know. I don't know. Um, God, God doesn't do My that. My feudal lord, you simply must stop eating. <laughs> Yep, uh, and uh, actually, I wrote one for Ben, so I'm going to say it anyway, even though he's not here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just here for the novelty It's a Boy cigars, and he won't be leaving until he smoked a whole packet of them. It's Ben Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. 
You missed out on some of my jokes last week. Uh, one of them is uh, abbreviations are important and sometimes preferable. Uh, for example, the popular song, It's Raining Menstruation, when it gets its full title, uh, isn't as popular. <laughs> It does make a lot more sense. Completely. I mean, like, how would it rain man? I don't understand how that would work. Yeah, that's you're absolutely right. Fin finally, we've cracked the code. I that's the weather girl sex way back when. Yeah. This is like the beginning of a of a Da Vinci Code-esque series of events that ultimately lead to Jerry Halliwell turning out to have the Holy Grail. Because I mean, she knew when she was re-releasing that stuff. She was like the record companies won't let me say what we're all thinking here, but it is raining, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, and men have been raining forever, so why wouldn't it be? <laughs> you know? Very good. Very um, good. On the agenda this week, we're going to tell you everything we know about James's new baby. The everything we know. Uh, uh, even the tr stuff that's not true. Yeah, clear your clear your schedules, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we will address the elephant in the room, and once we've got him out of the room, we will. Uh, I will mention why the episode didn't come out last week, and um, it was. I'm pretty sure James's fault, actually. Yeah, definitely. Oh, so yeah. in some in some capacity, it had to be. Um, um, do we have anything else, or am I am oh. I am I talking about beers? I think you're talking about beers. I also, if I have time, want to talk about the booty countries. I said we were going to talk about it last week. I forgot, so we may get to talk about it if we have time. But yeah, let's talk about beers. Okay, so I have a ginger beer. Um, stomach is feeling a little bit off, and I find that a ginger beer settles better than, um, than a regular beer would. And the only other beer I have in the fridge is like fucking 12%. So no thank you, Monday recording. Um... <laughs> This is Hollis and Fentiman. And do you know what I did? I had all the accoutrements. I had lime lying around. I had yeah. the bitters. I had ice. So I'm enjoying a fruity little summer number. Delicious. Really, really like it. Really refreshing. Now, I will say, Hollis and Fentiman is maybe a bit sweeter than I would like from a ginger beer. I'd like it to be a bit spicier. Mm. But that said, it's still good. Was there... So Hollis and Fentiman, is that, that is alcoholic on its own, right? It's yes. alcohol, yes. Was there some drink, just on the sweetness, number one, love that you had the accoutrement, love that you had the bitters. Was there some drink that was like just Hollows and Fentiman and whiskey? No. Um, what was it? What was the G thing? Are you thinking of like a ginger grouse? That ginger grouse. That, that was might it, have been was it. just uh, old grouse and ginger beer. It was famous. And we grouse discovered and it in Edinburgh and we were fucking obsessed. We yes. thought it was the best thing in the entire world. It was San Miguel and the Sun uh, for us that <laughs> <Yeah>. year. <laughs> On that point, actually, I should point out, and none of you will ever get to hear this. The only way possible, I, I, last week's episode isn't coming out. I, I, I can't find a way to make it work. I mean, it's another very, lost episode. It's another lost episode. I, yeah. I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you what, we solved a lot of problems on it. Everything got fixed. Uh, it was really good. It's a shame. We're, they'll, never, they'll never let us show that again. But I was waxing lyrical and frankly insulting most of the beer community, as I rarely do, but I felt it was time last week when I was like, just drink the local brew. It's fine stop being so fussy and that's true for a day or two <laughs> by day four of drinking nothing but super and sagres 
oh, I'm ready to just come home and be like, maybe have a little taste of a little imperial something, or a little, you know. Like, uh, Portuguese beer is disgusting. Uh, it's <laughs> not, if you, if you drink once a month, I'm sure it's fine. But if you try to drink for seven days in a row, uh, it's a novelty. Yeah. The novelty does wear. It is horrific. Like it, it, it makes you, you just, you feel, I mean, I guess drinking seven days in a row of anything, probably as much it's all the drink you drank rather than the quality of the beer. Probably but, at this point, yeah. Like our, our theory that often it's the drink you drank does play out 99% of the time. I mean, yeah, and that 1% margin of error, it's like... <laughs> Oh well, I didn't have my lunch, and I did this. It's, yeah, well, maybe uh, it was all the drink you drank, you know. And when you know when you don't have your lunch, you have to drink fifteen pints. You know, it's fucking very tough, you know, to deal with. I, well, I, I guess it must make a difference. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I have a uh, the beer not recently pointed out on Twitter, uh, La Chouf or La Chouf Brewery. Oh, La Chouf. Uh, yeah, they're forty this year, uh, so I am in celebration drinking their fortieth anniversary. Beer Blonde. By Very nice. Le Chouf, uh, they always struck me as... Uh, it, uh, when, when I first started drinking different beers, mm. beers that weren't thick, Le Chouf and like Duvel um, and Chimay always struck me as that, that is what different beer tastes like. But Le Chouf mm. seemed more like a novelty beer than the others, probably because of the little no. The little, the, the rumpalicious gnome, that is. Yes, the rumpy yeah. gnome. Yeah. I mean, he's a thick What's he going to do with all that junk? I kept asking myself. Well, interestingly, you should say that on the 40th anniversary bottle, not of this one, but of their, their stronger blonde, which I, I eschewed sensibly by this being Monday and all. This is the last day of my holidays in technically because I took it off. So I was like, I've been, I've been at work the day after holidays before. Fucking never doing that again if I can avoid yeah. it. Um, uh, so, so I didn't want to have the eight percent. But he is—he's he's upright. He's banging a drum. And he's lost all that junk that was inside his trunk. What? Um, I don't, I don't know. Wait, was oh, he yeah, keeping a drum in there? Maybe that's where the drum was, and that's why—that's why orange men are so fat. <laughs> they always have a lambeg drum up the jumper. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's gotten off his little unicycle. And he's put his little tush away. And he's hidden yeah. it on some sort of one-man band contraption where he's got a cymbal and a big banging drum. Do you imagine how as good a picture as that makes, how annoying that is for the rest of the village? Just a guy banging the drum. Like... <laughs> not a podcast recorded that day. No. <laughs> and, and not a podcast listened to that day. Or any day if it was largely about Belgian beer, to tell you the gosh darn truth. <laughs> I would say there are more podcasts about Belgian beer than there are listeners to podcasts about Belgian beer and that is oh Mattis I think it's yeah I think it's maybe not even a tight race (laughs) I would say not (laughs) I don't know how one would figure this out but I've been around this game a little while and I can tell you (laughs) and like it's it sucks to be the best quality beer podcast out there Seriously, for the listener, it sucks that it's us. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I wish we could do better, but we can't. We're we all can't. stuck We're, like this. We're already number one. What are you going to do? Uh, and the and frankly, our unique selling point is basically not being about beer. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the second yeah. thing I'll tell anyone that they ask me about. I was like, they were like, "Oh, it's about beer." 
No, it's not really about that. Um, if you like beer, stay away. If you, it's really, it's really more of a comedy podcast because we're comedy guys. You know? We're funny yeah. guys. Yeah. Yes. Funny and crazy guys. Yeah, this is nice beer. It's a, it's a Belgian blanc. It's, it's kind of horse blankety. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. We all know what that means, and that we, we uh, love or hate it. Yeah, I l- have feelings about horse blankets. Yep. And it doesn't have, it is without any of the alcohol burn you might associate with some of the stronger Belgian blondes. If you're thinking of Duval, you know, there is that kind of a burn off. And I like a Duval. Um, yeah. This is this is like that minus, minus the burn and with a little more, there's a little bit of spice to it, actually, I have to say. Mm. Throw some of that my way. Yeah. Life, life begins at 40, Le Chouf. Um, certainly in some of those blue states. Yeah. <laughs> hey, every action, Supreme Court, every action. <laughs> you, you keep knocking it down on your end, they're going to start putting in those circular saws on the birthing beds to chop that thing <laughs> straight in half on the way out, okay? Just saying. Get the fucking pen out. Sort your shit. Uh, I figured out abortion. I figured out a United Ireland. There's nothing we can't. There's nothing we can't. (laughs) Think of the world you're creating for James's child. (laughs) If they come to a detente, he'll at least get to grow up in it. That's the only thing I'll say. (laughs) Unless Putin has something to say about it, I'd say probably. I'd say probably. A bottle of ginger beer was at the center of the uh, case upon which most of the case law for our modern tort of negligence is based. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a okay. That's a, that's interesting, Manus. Tell me about it. Okay. Uh, uh, I think it's the Anne's case. I think that's the name of it. It, it, it centered around a Scottish woman and her friend having a bottle of ginger beer in a cafe and she found a slug in it and she sued them um, and uh, the, uh, from all of that stemmed like uh, reasonable proximity uh, uh, duty of care um, uh, re- uh, proximity reasonable foreseeability duty of care uh, all, 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 of, all of that stuff uh, came mm. so, uh, interesting yeah um, and yeah so they and to this day, that's why uh, when uh, whenever you have a bottle of ginger beer, you always take a big slug out of it. Yay! No, most of the first part could possibly be true if I that's remember. Terrible, man! As you took us around the world just to bring us to that shithole. Yeah, <laughs> that was no, terrible. But, but much of that might be true. I did do fifteen credits in law several years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that and it only takes what twelve to become a lawyer. It only yeah. takes uh, 12 to become a lawyer. Yeah, it does take, yeah. I would say... I've watched Suits. It only takes 12 to become a lawyer. <laughs> you actually don't have to. You actually don't have, if you, According to Suits, you don't have to graduate at all. You I think just he wants, have to yeah, have I think Suits' theory was it's either zero or 240. <laughs> yeah. You, you actually need, I think, 180 credits just to get the degree that doesn't actually make you a lawyer at all. It just... <laughs> it, it suggests to the King's Inns that you might be worth taking. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it does merely suggest it yeah, yeah they, they, what 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 confirms it is if you have lots and lots of money and lots family, of money and your family <laughs> yeah. your family are also, are also lawyers yeah. 
<laughs> I talked I talked to someone when I was when I was half arse thinking about about pursuing law. I talked to somebody in law and he was very honest with me. I said, Oh, are, are you are your family in it? I said, No. Are, are your family rich? I said, No. He said, You should probably think about something else. <laughs> yeah. And like anyone I told that story to thought he was being an arsehole. He wasn't. No, he was <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was being he's honest. Like, he's like, are you Listen. able to you want to work for free for three years? I mean, what do you, you know, what do you... Yeah, the, the player isn't the arsehole here. The game is the arsehole. Yeah, <laughs> on an individual level, the move for me was to not do what I was thinking about doing. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, um, so congratulations to James on that new baby <clears throat> that he's yeah. to bring to the world. Looks like Winston Churchill. <clears throat> does look like... It's, yeah, does look exactly like Winston Churchill and like that was, I think that was intentional though wasn't it oh yeah yeah, they, yeah yeah not a young Winston Churchill either like oh yeah like, <laughs> like Winston Churchill today yeah like Winston <laughs> Churchill today <laughs> no that is not a specific criticism or praise of James's baby they all come out looking like a Churchill <laughs> except in many parts of sub-Saharan Africa where they come out looking like black Churchill otherwise known <laughs> as, as Idi Amin <laughs> what that's what he was called in the day that's what they it isn't what they called him at all they did they didn't call it a mean black church no they didn't because they didn't have the balls they cr- <laughs> the, Idi Amin got the amount of criticism he deserved for his behaviour in office Churchill not so fucking much yeah that, that's a fair point man <laughs> you know and what dare I say was the main difference between the two of them? I wonder. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's a very cute baby. Churchill uh, resemblance aside. Um, and huge congratulations to uh, all three of them. What, like to quote Liam Payne, one, you didn't know much about it, being James. Two, uh, she, she didn't want to do it, being Alva. And, and three, being being little baby Arthur, um, he he was just there, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, all we yeah, know is his name was Arthur, I mean, and he was born sometime before four o'clock on Saturday. Could have yeah, been, could have been weeks ago. Could have been limited, weeks ago. Limited congratulations to uh, to Arthur. Actually, he he's just there. Yeah, he, he that was happening whether he wanted it to or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he yeah. the ride on that one. Yeah. Frankly, with how comfortable he probably was in his amniotic fluid, uh, had you asked him about it, he probably would have been like, no, 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 no I'm going to stay here. I'm I've got a right pretty fucking gun in here. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. You're going to spend your whole life trying to make enough money to try and basically get back into this situation, you know? <laughs> not carrying your own weight, not feeding yourself. That's the goal, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> What if, why did everyone want to be Emperor of Rome so much? To basically get back in the womb. That's what they yeah. were going for. <laughs> oh, you deal with my excrement because I am the Emperor of all of Rome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, hold on. Okay, hold on. Wait, all right. Hold on. Wait. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold up. When you're a baby, does the poop come out your butt or does it go through the umbilical cord? Because it goes through the umbilical cord. All, uh, the, whole, the whole thing, food in, poop out, umbilical no, I th- cord. I think, I think you just don't have, your digestive system just isn't where you get your energy from. It's like, it's like asking what goes into the lungs. It's not air. 
right? Yeah. You think that's air you're breathing? Whoa, Jack. Yeah, whoa, Jack. All right, oh. Jack. That was that was a lot for me yeah. right now. Yeah, honestly, I didn't see that coming myself either. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> it's like in the West Wing where they like show something other than the Mercantor projection. And then they turn it upside <laughs> down and she and CJ Craig is like, you can't do that. And he says, why not? Because you're fucking with my mind. <laughs> Weird way to use their one F-bomb per series, but they did use it there. Yeah. I, I think that's very on brand. It's like, what if we showed the world south side up? Yeah, that, that's fucking crazy. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, there is an answer to your question. In late pregnancy, uh, the baby does actually start, uh, their bowels do start to wake up and they do start to potentially produce poo and during the stress of birth they can shit while still in there and it's called like merconium or something and uh, it Ooh. can be dangerous. They have to, have to figure out That's modest. Yeah. Please tell me that's true because that's very interesting. I think that's true. I saw it on an episode of Coronation Street. It happened to Tracy. <laughs> I was expecting you to yeah. say QI. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Coronation Street, man. It's Coronation Street. Oh, well, I, don't, I don't watch... I don't watch that. I don't. I don't watch that nerd shit. I'm fucking man. I just want to oh. know what's happening with my with my boy Phil Mitchell's kids. That is the wrong soap, sir. That is the wrong soap. Phil Mitchell is an Eastender. And oh, you you've really outed yourself I, here, guys. I think. I think Fizz is in Eastenders too. Who's in Carnation? No, Fizz, no, Gale. Fizz is in Carnation Street. As oh, what Gale. the fuck? Yeah, yeah. No, Fizz is Fizz is still Fizz and Gale both are still too my. Well, Fizz doesn't annoy me, but Gale's infuriating. I have no idea what metric they've determined that Gale still needs to be in the program, but she's still. <laughs> I mean, I guess the metric of the bad guy, the metric of I guess no other program is likely to take her, so you can trust her with the storyline, you know. But yeah, um, yeah. Apart from that, no. Steve McDonald and Dev—they're the big heavy hitters of that series because they're so versatile. They can do the mm. comedy, they can do the the serious stuff, you know. And one time, Dev got Dev got a treadmill because he was feeling a bit unhealthy. He got a treadmill to put by the by the the, the shop uh, till while he worked and he was like don't worry nothing bad could ever happen let me, tell, <laughs> let me tell you now let me just play this Benny Hill music <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so I, I learned that from Kari so it might not be true uh, but it's probably true it's pretty true to life that Kari it, it's just a microcosm you know it's a microcosm of life exactly yeah now, yeah yeah every wanker who tries to meta eyes a soap or wrestling is a fat wanker and they should all be <laughs> <laughs> is it good was it class when les battersby stuck the nut into ken barlow <laughs> yeah it was class <laughs> you fucking talk to me thinking about, about it. <laughs> you're watching it wrong you're doing it wrong <laughs> do you work for the show then just yeah. kick back Kick back and relax, man. When Richard Hillman was out killing motherfuckers, if you were like, whoa, Richard Hillman, I don't know there's loads of people doing it. Oh, Deirdre's in jail and she shouldn't be. This is really a microcosm of shut up. <laughs> shut up. Be annoyed that she's in there and be happy when she's out. That's what's going on. I'm adding my age a little bit with some of these storylines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're adding your age with the, the fact that you care at all. Oh, yeah. It's that reminder. It's what? that or my, that those are the two options. Oh, sorry, those that's that the, old person show. It's not an old person show. It's for hip young people. It's for hip young people. And, Terry and, and Arthur, why well, both of them are spring chickens. I say dead a while, but you know. <laughs> dead a little while. But when the when the show came out, they were nary a day over 50. Yeah, they were still Dennis Waterman was still getting on a little bit. He was 
he was what what women called something of a hunk in those days. Yeah. And that was before that was before really you had to have all of your hair, teeth, or any muscle tone whatsoever. Um, and it was <laughs> You just have to like, be sort of tall and under 50. And yeah. That the, the, uh, yeah. When people ask you if you could travel back in time to any age, what would it be? It, I would be like to the age when Dennis Waterman was considered a hunk because I would clean the fuck up. Like I, I'm, I'm not an oil painting, but I genuinely watch Minder and I think I would have been on whatever the male equivalent of Victoria's Secret was in those days. <laughs> Yachting and fishing magazine, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hunting and sports. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I think. I've got, yeah, I mean, he was, a, but he apparently did slay in real life too. So that's, you know, that's something. Well, that's something. I mean, it is. I used to. I used to have a, a joke um, in my very popular comedy set, which was, if you ever watched the footage of the Walkins Ten Roundabout in in nineteen in of the World Cup in Thailand ninety, it's a miracle any of us were born because our parents were wrecked. I guess beggars cannot be choosers. Uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, uh what else do we have on the agenda? Uh you yeah, I don't know. Drinking beers? Yeah. We had a I wanna acknowledge um the beer nut and King Bob the Third for their contribution to last week's Give My Head Peace segment, which won't air. It was very good, recording, but it was yeah. very good. We uh, could probably just do it again. Yeah, why not? You got Sting. Without the Sting, like, what is the point? <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't what? you have the Sting mana so that you can cut it in? Uh, it's less good when I have to cut. Yeah, I can cut it. No, no, I'll just do it. I'll just get no because it'll be easier to it'll be easier to get yeah. it. In it a makes second. it easier to get it in a second, you know. You know, like, like, like anyone, like anyone working for three arena promotions, I'm forced to ask, what is the point? <laughs> oh, what you mean the three arena? Uh, certainly not the point. I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, all right, Manus, you tell me when you're ready. I was born ready. So could you play? <laughs> Why don't you give my head some? That's good. Uh, good. Good saw, Doctor. Well done. Yeah. Uh, so what has happened is the listeners have started to contribute to this, which is much better than me having to scour through the Irish Times business section, uh, reading insufferable cunts, writing horrible words for other wankers to read. So, um, <laughs> Dr. Eleanor, King Bob III. In a company town hall at work, lots of learning and development pieces. I can't not hear it. That's right. <laughs> Uh, to which the beer not replied last week somebody was editing a shared document on a call made a typo and then corrected it while saying it would be good if i could get the spelling piece right <laughs> oh that's bad that might be the worst one ah that's bad that is the worst the spelling piece because like spelling piece right i think what? we discussed this last week yeah that it's, it's i've forgotten not, it and it hits as hard the second time yeah, yeah it's not replacing anything You've just thrown the yeah. word piece in for yeah. no reason. Yeah, you've made the sentence longer for no reason because in all of the other examples, the value from maybe the value from money piece might have been doing a similar thing. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. The 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 confidence piece. Like a lot of those things, the piece, yeah, it's a wankier way of saying it, but there was a word you were replacing. You weren't, but this one is just like, yeah, the spelling. Got the spelling. Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember five minutes ago when everyone knew that sentence? 
I would have thought you were weird, and then suddenly, bang! We talked about it last week. We talked about it a lot. I can't prove all of these are Brian Andreessen, but the most egregious ones, the first person I ever heard saying them has been him. He was the first IP guy. He was the first learnings guy. He was the first uh, uh, P- everything is a peace guy. I don't know what firms he's consulting with. I bet it's a lot. But yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is a lot. I do remember going to a Brian O'Driscoll uh, talk on data once. And no. um, you could tell that he was really enjoying gratuitous overuse of needless business words as, yeah. he, just tell, as he just gets paid loads of money by Oracle to tell rugby stories. Because it's, yeah. it's a weird circle, isn't it? Because at the start, it's these jock-sniffing business types who just want to stand there and they just want to show you a picture of, they just, of themselves handing a man of the match award to somebody. Like that's, that's their main thing. They're, yeah. they're the representative from Heineken. Oh, did I ever show you the picture? of Peter O'Mahony uh, receiving his uh, <laughs> receiving his uh, it's, it's back in the chat actually it'll be there receiving his award for man of the match in the game they lost against Toulouse no, I, no oh. I, I have not seen that yeah this is the kind of jock sniffer that we're talking about okay well it's not it's not there I don't know what's going on Oh well, listen. But they, guess we'll, they, they, guess we'll these, never know. But these jocks and you know, they just want to be near the guys. They just want to hang around it, and 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 and, and they 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 do and say everything that these guys say, and they take rugby terms and they say those, and and it, mm. it, it, But at a certain point, kind of what happened if you're Brian O'Driscoll, but if you are, um, because he he was so he's such a big deal, but if you're any lower than that at a certain point you know the side on which your bread is buttered is these jock sniffers continuing to give you a job so at a certain mm. point you start kissing their arse you know <laughs> you start being like yeah maybe it would be a piece here's the picture lads, of peter O'Mahony being so pleased to receive his man match oh, i really need to <laughs> see this little underpants sniffer beside him <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking nerd and he had to stand there because it's a sponsor <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very good. That's very oh, good. Yeah. He's having the time of his life. He's beside his hero. He's like, oh, could I be the guy to present the award to Peter O'Mahony? But all possible place. Thank you very much. Hi, Peter. Everyone might as well. Yeah, no, but you did put your hand there. Yeah, stop crying. Thanks. Yeah. Right. It's it's also great that like Peter O'Mahony like would be considered small for a rugby player. Yeah. And it's really great to put him next to a dweeb every now and then, just, to be just <laughs> like from perspective. Yeah, 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 it's true. It's true. That is the equivalent of like letting a normal man run in the Olympics every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> that picture yeah. also illustrates to me in more succinct than a thousand words could, like where the real power in sport is with like a relatively junior guy who works for a sponsor. Like yeah. that's it. It is not like oh, it's all about the players. Is it bollocks? Is it yeah, for no. <laughs> like it's 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 the it's a marketing director in Heineken. It is yeah. a yeah. It is a brand a, a brand manager in Tiso who yeah. uh, who holds the real power. I mean, yeah, because nobody is. holds power like the official clock sponsor of the. <laughs> 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 Oh, we Time's up, rugby. Time's up. He's running for the line. He might be running for the final, sponsored by Tagore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we'd just like to thank pretty much, um, yeah, uh, the people at uh, Advanced Vista Copy Print who actually do, uh, do, do actually really drive for the line when it comes to meeting your deadlines for copying and printing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And we'll make them and we'll make them say team of us, everyone in every 15 minutes, even when, even when they're losing. <laughs> and some Vodafone executive comes his pants every time. And the sadder, the sadder the commentator is to say it, the more Rory Best gets up, he goes, Well, I guess that's everyone. So oh, I just spooged. That's what happened. And that's what parents sport is, folks. That's what being a parrot top is all about. You you rugby players, even the finest rugby players in the world, are sloppy party bottoms compared to these motherfuckers. <laughs> I heard that phrase for the first time this week, and it's one of those phrases that when you hear it, it's like, I'm gonna be caught. <laughs> I'm going to be calling people that forever. <laughs> <laughs> From who did you hear that? You were on holidays with Michelle. I was on. I was on holidays with some with some rowdy power tops. I don't mind telling you. <laughs> we met some people. It was it was Stagdew City in Abu Fiera when the weekend came along. We just got over the Rangers fans all leaving. <laughs> and, uh, and then the Stagdews came, and, and and there was at one point like fifty guys dressed as Baywatch people coked out of their mind at nine in the morning and someone had given them the great idea of having whistles so they had whistles the whole time which meant from far away you knew where they were and how to avoid them and that was good but if they decided to come in and sit where you were sitting they had whistles you know and no part of that seems fun to me <laughs> except for the 9am cocaine which i probably would have engaged in if they'd offered me any but the greedy bastards wouldn't share yeah. That's oh, the worst the part. Real problem. That's the, that real the problem. Yeah, that's the real problem. It's the worst, the worst part. You're exactly as pissed off as you should be, Manus. Because like I love a stag do. I really do. But I love a stag do with my friends. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, you don't love a stag do. You love an excuse to be on the rip with your friends for two days. Yeah. But on the, like, there's loads of them. Like, there's, I, and what it does is it gets people... People get a bit of attention, but they don't know what to do with it because most people aren't natural performers. So one of these lads at one point was quite fat, but he climbed up on top of a bin, holding his friend's hand and stood there. And then his friend, other friend, uh, turned around to the one bar that he was looking at and went and put his hands in the air as if everyone in the bar was going to go, way. They didn't. That's <laughs> Everyone just carried about their business. It was like seven in the evening. No one else was was coked out of their mind enough to uh, to want to engage. But then they like they, they repeated the whole process. They turn around to like the next bar in the square, and it was a merry little dance for the chubby lad on the bin and his little pirouette partner. And his friendly went again, dead silence. I'd never seen silence like quite like it. Uh, last time I did it was Anthony Kiedis making a joke in Oxygen 2006. Uh, and he said, the moon is so full tonight. It's like a football. And I want to kick it right in your hole. Right in your hole. And there was complete silence. The, <laughs> the only thing comparable I've ever seen to it. But he kept doing it. He did several rounds of this. And it's just like people aren't ready for their moment in the sun, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it happens all the time. Like you think it comes from not being integrated. Mm. You, the things you say and do aren't what you want. You want to be a friendly, outgoing guy, but it's not you. You're you're a dweeb, you know. And the fact yeah. that you're coked out of it and dressed like Pamela Anderson, you're still a dweeb. I'm sorry yeah. about that, you know. Uh, 
Uh, people don't know what to do with their moment. Like the guy who graffitied our uh, can recycling bin when I was in when I was in secondary school. You know, took a bit of effort. He had to wait until there was nobody there, and uh, it just simply said cans on it. And he wrote underneath, "Are gay." <laughs> cans are gay, and it was, <laughs> and it remained like that for the three years that no one thought that. I like to think that the, like the, the custodian. The custodians in the school were like, I'm supposed to clean that off, but no, motherfucker, you look at that. Yeah, yeah, you you live with your shame. You couldn't go up with anything clever. Hands are gay. (laughs) I'll teach you. I hope it's still there. I don't want to be that cunt that goes back to his old school. Frankly, because it would embarrass all the little dweebs to see how cool I am. But I don't want to be the guy that goes back to his old school. But I want to go and see the cans are gay bit. I do want to see see if they left it there. Maybe it's behind glass at this point. Maybe it is just to show, like, now everyone, before you take out a can of graffiti, think because you could do something as fucking dumb as this, fucking stupid as this cunt. I like to think they even knew who it was, and they were like, "No, the real punishment is leaving it there," because he'll know. He'll know the cans are gay. Was the stupidest thing he's ever written. <laughs> like, for example, why not just write "sweet" before it? Sweet can. <laughs> like it's not great yes, we... <laughs> it's not great can I go to the toilet please that would have worked yeah very Any, simple yeah anything other than cans are gay would have worked you know what oh, would have worked cans are dark, oh, you know? brilliant. Oh. compared <laughs> to cans are gay that's amazing <laughs> in fact you know what was a what hundred times better than cans are gay when the bin that was for cans just said cans on it, you know, that's all it said. It, this is where the cans go. There's an arrow pointing to it. There are the cans. There you no go. one has any problems with this. <laughs> yeah. Not need him for, he could have written a non secular. He could have been like, I, I, um, I love big Mickey's or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got a canvas, brother. Do some work with it. Canvas. A canvas. <laughs> you could and have here's the, Afghanistan. Yes, Afghanistan, it would have been so tiny. (laughs) But here's an interesting point that none of you will know, but I have been finding this since the start of the episode. The cans are gay guy, I happen to know because I know who wrote it, is the same guy from the photo with Peter O'Mahony. That is is Dave Robinson. He was in fourth year when I was in second year. He's a marketing manager in Heineken now. And there he is. That's the guy who wrote cans are gay. What the hell? Wow, we pulled it around. Wow, I really didn't think... He's cans are gay guy. No, that's a lie I made up. But no, still, Manus, Manus, cut out that bit where you said it's <laughs> You really stuck the landing on that one, Manus. Don't. You, you've struck gold. Stop digging, son. Yeah. I, but I always used to hate it, though, when comedians would do a set and, like, they would tell a big story. And I, I'm not, I don't want to from last year. But they would tell a big story. And the um, and it would be like, wow, that's a really unlikely story. And hilarious if it happened. But then you, you knew it didn't happen. So it's like you're just sitting there going, well, what am I listening to for? That didn't, that didn't occur. That would have been in the news. <laughs> the worst, the most egregious one of those I've ever felt is, is, is uh, you know, Randy Feltface from Sammy J, Randy and, Sammy J and Randy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of his things was like, it's like a 20 minute bit in one of his specials. And it's about him trying to buy like a cabinet off Gumtree. And it's yeah. in fucking credible. And then at the end, he's like, oh, maybe it didn't happen. And I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. It's it's happened, it didn't happen, Randy. Of course, it's you're a crap. puppet. You're a puppet. Yeah. I know you're a that. puppet. It didn't happen. Yeah. You're, but it infuriates me that you've... Oh, but it infuriates me that you've, that you've said it. 
Beck Hill used to have a, a bit where like his really emotional story talking about her and her brother when she was younger and then like it ends with like how he died and the whole audience is in tears and then she's like oh by the way he's still alive I made that all up <laughs> I'm like fuck you Beck that was three quarters of your show <laughs> oh, Beck Hill is good though isn't she Oh, she's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But like, you know, I'm there fucking well enough. You know, we're all thinking of lost relatives and stuff. And it's like, no, he's alive. I was joking with you all. <laughs> Wild. Wild. Well, pressure, sorry. And to those of you who think that's a great back hill impression, you're right. It is. It is, yeah. Yeah, as long as you as long as you have no follow-up questions. Oh yeah, um, don't look at what she sounds like. Okay, don't, do, do not listen to what she sounds yeah. like. Manus, Manus does a better impression of Beck Hill than Beck Hill does of Beck Hill. Um Hollows and Fentiment, delicious. Easy on the tummy. Would have again. Eight. Nice. Nice. Manto? Uh Lechu 40. Um a bit frankly, a bit sour tasting on 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 on, on reflection. Uh, but like not a bad beer by any stretch of the imagination. Probably go for the eight percent boy, or maybe they're like winter ale, or they're brown, or they've got several things that are nice in this. I think this is one of the weaker chief outings uh, or the, that I've had. Uh, and for those of you who think I'm wrong, um, it's not possible to be wrong about that. And yet you're always wrong about those things. So it's, weird. <laughs> yeah. it's a weird dichotomy. No, a seven though. It's a seven. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I was on the issue right. today, so nothing for me. Guys, I guess there's only one thing to cheers to. To Whoa! Jesus fuck. And cut! Good enough. Splice in some reaction shots of me and shove it on the air. <laughs>